Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the latest version of the Providence Journal's Pick and Pop podcast. We we took the show on the road today. We're at uh, the Ryan Center where we just had a press conference with uh, URI Athletic Director Thor Bjorn and uh, myself and Bill Koch. Uh, both here from the journal, and uh, we're going to talk a little URI basketball. There's a few things going on here, Bill. Yep, it's uh, a tough day if you're a URI fan. Uh, obviously, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, and this morning news broke that uh, Dan Hurley was going to be the next coach at Connecticut. Um, you know, he's accepted a six-year deal at UConn. He'll make $2.75 million in his first season with the Huskies. That's a significant raise from what he would have made here at URI. Uh, and to be fair, it's probably one of the jobs that if you were a URI fan, you were always going to be a little bit afraid of. Uh, you know, Connecticut has a legacy brand. They've won multiple national championships. Uh, with the right coach, you could argue that they're still going to be relevant very, very quickly. Um, you know, and Dan has gotten firsthand insight into that job over the last year with former UConn coach Jim Calhoun hanging around a bit in summer practices. He owns a summer place in Charlestown. Uh, and Tom Moore, the former UConn assistant who was fired by Quinnipiac, who was brought onto Dan Hurley's staff this year. Uh, so, Kevin, I would imagine that while Dan was trying to make his decision, he had all the information required about relocating to stores. Yeah, you know, we, we're going to go in a lot of directions, different directions here, but let's just stay with uh, with why Dan left off the top. Uh, it was funny. <clears throat> as soon as Rhode Island lost on Saturday, there was chit-chat about, you know, is Hurley going to stay? Where is he going to go? And obviously we've heard the UConn, potential UConn, you know, rumor really since Kevin Ollie got let go two weeks ago. And it certainly made way too much sense not to at least explore. And to UConn's credit, I think they had to step up uh, their game. Uh, they're paying Kevin Ollie roughly $3 million, and I'm sure they uh, weren't looking to maybe go that high again, but that's the way of the world. The, the brand of UConn basketball requires uh, a big-time coach, and uh, I think they got one. Uh, no question. Uh, if you look at what Dan Hurley did in his six years at URI, there's no question, in my mind at least, that he'll be successful at UConn. Uh, because I think the Huskies transcend the conference they're in. Uh, I, I think, of course, they're more powerful, more relevant if they're in the Big East. Uh, but in the American, if you give Dan Hurley their machinery in terms of $40 million on-campus practice facility, the fact that they still managed to recruit pretty well, even though Kevin Ollie was in trouble the last couple of years, uh, and like you said, the legacy there. You know that if UConn starts winning again, the fans will turn out again at Gamble Pavilion. They'll fill up the Hartford Civic Center. And Dan Hurley, I expect to have that program rolling uh, in, in short order. In Connecticut. R- really in short order, because it was funny. Um, you know, I, I took a couple shots at UConn in the last day or two because they're not what they were 10 years ago. But, you know, there's an awful lot of programs in the East that aren't what they were 10 years ago. Uh, and I think they have a better core of players than Rhode Island next year. 
if everyone is around. You know, Jalen Adams, Dan's going to have to convince him to come back. Uh, there's rumors that he might leave and go pro. He's, he's not a pro. He's not an NBA player. Uh, Altariq Gilbert, the guard, uh, has been hurt, but he's a very talented young player. Uh, Sidney Wilson is, is, is a star. He's going to be a very good player. I saw him a lot in the prep school. He sat out uh, this year. Uh, they'll be competitive right away. And uh, the American hired two coaches in the last three days, uh, Dan Hurley and Penny Hardaway. Yeah, and if you're looking at the American, uh, you could look at the early returns and you could compare their NCAA appearances to the Atlantic 10 um, that was with UConn a little bit down, and that was before Wichita State really came into the league, and, and they've made the last seven or so tournaments. Um, so if you look at the top of the league, you're looking at or what should be the top of the league. Mm-hmm. It should be Connecticut, Cincinnati, Wichita State, and then after that you're looking at Houston and SMU, two programs that spend a ton on their programs, and Memphis, and Memphis which has a rich recruiting base, and now with Penny Hardaway there, you're, you're hoping – uh, at least, that he'll be able to spark some interest there again. So, granted, I don't want to take road trips to Tulsa and East Carolina. None of that is appealing. But in the top half of that league, they're going to be plenty strong, and Connecticut is a brand that they need to be good. No question. And, and I think, uh, again, it, it'll be short order. And in college basketball today, everyone obsesses about, you know, can we keep this guy, can we keep that guy, player or coach, Things turn very quickly. This is not, uh, you know, you, this is the time of year where you can trade players, you know, and uh, I'm sure that uh, Dan Hurley will be in the market for some instant uh, transfers, uh, some holes uh, that he can fill quickly at UConn. And uh, again, I, I think we're both in agreement that, uh, again, I had heard, I'm sorry, I had heard in the last couple of days, you know, UConn is this, is that, you know, is a, you know, is it a lateral move? No, it. it it's it's a better situation for someone like Dan Hurley because clearly he can win at a deeper level in the NCAA tournament. Right. Uh, you know, I always thought that Pittsburgh was a little bit of an outlier only because that's a significant relocation. Um, you know, and at that point you're talking about maybe upsetting your family dynamic a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, Kevin, I, I know you could speak to that more as a you know married man and a father of two. That That's a real-life decision mm-hmm. that you're having to make no matter how much more money uh, no matter how many hours they'll give you on a charter flight, that's a very serious thing to well, contemplate. Well, and we were both born and raised in the Northeast, and so was Dan Hurley. He's really never lived anywhere else. Uh, and Pittsburgh is a nice place, but it's your dad can't hop in the car and go watch your coach, which is that's a unique dynamic that I know he, he, he cherishes. Which you know leaves you now with <coughs> what's next for URI, and, and we should mention, you know, the fact that. People are even suggesting that URI in Connecticut you know, would have been a lateral move. It, it might be you know, to the detriment of the job that Kevin Ollie did, particularly over the last two years at UConn. But it's also credit to the job that Dan Hurley and, and more importantly now going forward, Thor Bjorn have done at URI. Uh, you know, they've really turned this place into something that if I'm a coach on the outside, I want to come here. You wouldn't have said that six years ago when Dan was hired. Uh, you know, The last days of Jim Barron, uh, who was a wonderful guy personally. I never had a problem with him uh, in my dealings with him, uh, but it had run its course here under mm-hmm. Jim Barron. Uh, they needed fresh blood, and and Dan Hurley was sort of you know that, that cattle prod to this program, to this fan base, that immediate shock that, that it needed. Um, you, know, you saw his efforts, that constant building, that constant anguish and energy that he put out, uh, and you see it in back-to-back NCAA appearances, and, and more importantly, Back-to-back NCAA wins. Uh, he's the only coach in program history to do that. 
that will be his legacy. Um, you know, and obviously the the credits that he's earned from the NCAA. You know, you're talking eight eight hundred fifty thousand. It's a very nice bump over the next four years to URI to try and establish its program on even firmer footing going forward with a new coach. You know, uh, Thorpe Bjorn uh, again just finished this press conference, and I, I, I thought he really hit a lot of. Uh, really encouraging uh, notes for Ram fans because uh, I think he knows that as he d conducts his national search here, uh, he has a job that he can offer as much as a million dollars, maybe even more, depending on, on who the right guy is, uh, a winning legacy, uh, a fan base that now is, is turning out, so his season ticket base has never been higher. It, it is a good job, and, and uh, if it's not the best job in the Atlantic 10, it's an upper tier job in your league. The next coach will come here knowing that he can win a championship multiple times in the A-10. And, you know, Bill, isn't, isn't that what it's all about? You know, you, you can get paid really well and you can win. That, that's going to attract a lot of people. No question. I, I mean, you look at the NCAA tournament um, because that, you know, for better or for worse, that's become the determining factor of whether or not your season is a success or not. Duke has lost to Lehigh, to Mercer, uh, to VCU, when they weren't quite yet VCU, and I'm using my quote fingers there. Um, you know, that's a little more luck in a, a one-off as opposed to a seven-game series. You know, Dan's philosophy always was if you can win a regular season championship over the course of 18, 16, 20 games, that's a true indicator of what kind of team and what kind of program you have, and, and that's what you know, the, the next coach will inherit here. Uh, you know, there are a couple other notes that Thor Bjorn hit on in his press conference. Um, you know, a, a future dedication to a practice facility, a renovation of what they call Tutel West here, which is a, a gym that's uh, affixed to the Ryan Center. You could walk there uh, you know, from the new weight room. Uh, and, and that's a critical piece in recruiting, certainly. Um, he's also spoken about, uh, you know, the fresh donors that, that he's been able to mine. The question that you have going forward is whether or not those donors were turning out for Dan Hurley specifically or whether or not they were turning out to advance the URI program. And, and Thor addressed that, and he said, I hope that people would like to support the school and not just the coach. And, and I think that's, that is sort of that next step that you take as a program. You look at a VCU, for example. They went from Anthony Grant to Jeff Capel to Shaka Smart to Will Wade and now to Mike Rhodes. Mike Rhodes was a guy who had left for Rice previously, though, all those guys were assistant coaches at other places, um, and all those guys ended up getting paid in a big conference. And so long as that happens and you continue to invest in your program, you're going to continue to attract a very high-caliber person to fill your job. Uh, on that note, the only candidate that uh, Thor Bjorn identified is David Cox, who's the uh, associate head coach here at uh, Rhode Island. Uh, interestingly, if Cox uh, is not hired, uh, per his contract, he's, he's due uh, some money, some compensation. So uh, that's awful interesting. Um, but um, David Cox, can you speak to the uh, pluses of, uh, of hiring David Cox? Well, there are a few things that, that jump to mind. Uh, first, obviously, is the current roster. Um, you know, David Cox recruited Jeff Doughton. Uh, he recruited Fats Russell. Um, you know, in addition, he recruited uh, Michael Tertia, who who's a, a second-year big guy who we haven't really seen much on the floor. Uh, he was more of a project going forward, uh, to be fair. He also was the lead recruiter on three members of this class coming in, 
uh, you know, Jermaine Harris, who's the top 100 four-star forward out of Maryland. Uh, he was also the lead on Tyrese Martin uh, as a guard out of Pennsylvania, who has tweeted already that he will honor his commitment to URI. Uh, and he was also the lead on Brendan Adams, the younger brother of uh, St. Bonaventure star Jalen Adams. Uh, so theoretically, if you had you know those players and you coupled them with Cyril Langevin, if you're able to retain him, and Dana Tate, who was recruited by Ty Boswell, who's already tweeted out that he will continue and come to URI. You have those seven players. You know, if not next year, the year after, you're going to have a very strong core. Uh, you know, the other thing you could say about David Cox is he's been here four years. Uh, he's been an intricate part of game planning and, and scouting for Dan Hurley. And he's been on some big-time benches, whether it be Rutgers or Georgetown or Pittsburgh previously. Um, has plenty of experience in the arena. You know, the question, obviously, is... You know, that distance moving one seat to the right, it's a short distance in terms of spatial relations. It's a long distance in terms of, of job, uh, you know, job requirements. I, I call it be, uh, moving from executive vice president to CEO. Right. Uh, the CEO of, uh, of a college basketball program is the head coach just because of all the other duties that they have. It's funny. People say, well, you know, he's never called a timeout. Well, you know, I think the coaching part, I wouldn't say is overrated. It's really important, but it's everything else. Uh, you know, at a place like Rhode Island, uh, you, you're, number one, usually you're the highest paid uh, person on the campus, but you're also the face of the campus. And, again, that that's one role that I know that URI uh, values because that's what Dan Hurley became, and he really filled it really well. Uh, you know, I don't know David Cox personally and can't say uh, if he's a dynamic type individual, but uh, th th that is a pretty important part of this job. Well, I mean, knowing David a little bit and having worked with him the last four years, he's a class guy, he's a family man, um, you know, a little cooler exterior. Uh, you know, maybe that's only because he's been the associate head coach. Uh, you know, maybe if he's the one standing and pacing the sidelines, we, we could see someone a little more fiery. Um, you know, but very prepared. You know, you speak with him before the game, and, and he's on point in terms of opposing personnel. Uh, you know, he can always speak to, you know, who they're recruiting, the strengths of, of that player. He has great ties uh, in the mid-Atlantic. Uh, as you know, Kevin, there's no shortage of talented players there. If he's the head coach and, and has to bring in a couple assistants in addition to retaining Ty Boswell, I, I see no reason why you or I can't continue to recruit at a high level going forward. Um, you know, but you know, as the point was made in the press conference, this is a much better job than it was six years ago. You're going to have some interest from the outside, and, and Thor Bjorn alluded to that already. He said that uh, even in the short period of time from Saturday until now, you know, once whispers got out that Dan was talking to other programs, that uh, there have been some names who have already reached out, whether they be personally or through their agent, and you, know, you would think that, that you or I would be able to attract a quality candidate. Okay, now we're going to have some fun. Uh, before we wrap up here, obviously everyone's concern is who's going to be the next coach. Well, we already dis uh, discussed uh, David Cox, so now we have to throw out a couple more names. Uh, I know that we've already had in the Providence Journal that, you know, the kind of two or three guys in the East who are ready to take that next step. One would be Nate Oates from Buffalo. The other would be John Becker up in Vermont. Um, I think you and I both know, Bill, they're really good coaches, have had a lot of success in, in a short amount of time, really at both places, but they don't really have that sex appeal outside of the basketball world. So, uh, it, again, does that count for something? I think the 
the big thing for NATO, it's obviously, is just beating Arizona in the NCAA tournament. That That's made him a hot name. He's now surfaced a little bit today with Pittsburgh, actually. Uh, he and Mike Hopkins, the former Syracuse uh, lieutenant for Jim Beheim, those are two names that are coming up for Pitt now. Um, you know, NATO it's could, could certainly be in line to make a jump. He was E.C. Matthews' high school coach in Michigan. Uh, he moved on to Buffalo staff to be an assistant for Bobby Hurley, uh, and he was promoted to head coach when Bobby Hurley left. He's made the NCAA twice in three years. He's recruited very well. He has an excellent class coming in next year, a player by the name of Jonathan Williams, who's out of the Rochester area. He's a top 100 recruit. Uh, you don't necessarily see that caliber of player going to Buffalo, but he's been able to pull them in. Uh, you know, And then John Becker uh, took over from Mike Lonergan at Vermont, who took over for Tom Drennan. Right. Uh, Tom Brennan, Brennan. sorry. Uh, I confuse with the, the great URI golf coach and, and one of the class gentlemen of all time. Uh, Tom Brennan to Mike Lonergan to John Becker at Vermont. Uh, and all John Becker has done is won 20 games in each of his seven seasons. He's been to two NCAA tournaments, and he's lost one America East regular season game in the last two years. Uh, just an outstanding resume. Guy who's in his late 40s. He's a Northeast guy. Uh, Fairfield, Connecticut, I believe, native of there. Uh, you know, who could obviously get it done. And then, you know, maybe another name that you would look at if, if you or I was looking a little more, you know, outside the region might be Ryan Odom uh, from Maryland, Baltimore County. His name has never been better than it is right now, obviously, with, with their massive upset of Virginia, the first 16 seed to beat a one. Uh, another guy who liked Dan when he was hired in his, you know, early 40s, uh, energetic guy, you know, has a good coaching tree and a good name. Um, you know, but at this point, we, we do want to point out that, you know, the last time, and Kevin, you could speak better to this, the last time you or I moved on from Jim Barron, I don't think anyone saw Dan Hurley walking through that door, and I don't think anyone could have predicted the six years that unfolded with him on the bench. No, uh, you know, the last time you or I did the search, and it, God, it seems like just a f- couple of years ago that it's six years is pretty wild, uh, their finalists were Dan Hurley, Jim Christian, who is now at Boston College as an alum, and it was Joe Dooley from Joe, Joe Dooley. He was, yes. he, he was at Kansas at the time. He's now the head coach at Florida Gulf Coast. Yes. Uh, and the, obviously, Thorbjorn knows Joe Dooley because he interviewed him the last time. Uh, that's the type of person who he will, he will talk to again. You know, Joe Dooley, I'm sure, would be interested in Rhode Island this time if he was interested the last time. Uh, we saw his team come in here this year, as a matter of fact, and, and play Rhode Island tough for a while. Um, before we wrap up, there's one name that's going to loom around the search through, until it's over, and that's Rick Pitino. Don't say it, Kevin. Don't say it. Pitino, Pitino, Pitino. Oh, I know that's that's not the avenue that Bill Koch would take, but you do appreciate that that there will be some people pushing in that direction. And I really hope those people delete their Twitter accounts, honestly, because that's absolutely ridiculous that you would even consider hiring Rick Pitino. This is not 1998, and you're not going to go into the sludge of college basketball and pull someone out like Jim Herrick, please. This program is above that. They don't need to be desperate at this point and go for a retread. And honestly, I think that's not the prototype that you or I should be going for. This is a job that requires a little bit of sweat equity, uh, you know, maybe less so than Bryant does. Uh, you know, but I think it should be someone who's in his early to mid-40s or, or a youngish 50 who hasn't worked at a big-time place and who is willing to get out there and beat the bushes and stand in front of donors and, and ask for some cash. 
uh, it has to be someone who, like you said, is willing to be the CEO, sort of the all-services type guy, because this isn't a place that runs itself. It's a place that requires a little bit of extra. And I think in that respect, you want someone who's on the up instead of someone who's on the 17th hole. Or the 15th. Who knows? Um... But we, we will see what happens in the next two weeks. It'll be interesting. Thorbjorn has uh, said that uh, he won't be commenting uh, on the search. So I guess we can't, uh, uh, we'll have to learn through the back channels. And uh, these things do take longer than fans like. Fans would like a coach to be hired, uh, you know, in a day or two. It's, he said two, two and a half weeks he'd be happy with that the final four is next week. And San Antonio is very fortunate for Thor because I'm sure he's going and I'm sure uh, his phone will be quite busy. So uh, we wish him luck. Uh, Bill, obviously great season. We, uh, we, we will be back before uh, you turn into uh, Mr. Hardball, which is next week. We will definitely podcast uh, before that uh, occurs. But uh, it's been a fun year. No, it has been. Uh, you know, certainly here in Kingston. We'll have a little more on the Friars next time, uh, you know, and a little bit more on the NCAAs, uh, which we were both at uh, last week. It feels like a year ago now. Um, you know, but just reflecting on Dan Hurley, it's been a great run. Uh, you know, he, he has done everything that he promised at this job. He, he has turned it, you know, back into a winnable, uh, you know, sort of solvent franchise. Uh, you know, and that's all that they could have asked coming in. Uh, you know, and, and obviously from a personal note, uh, always enjoyed working with Dan. He was very candid, uh, you know, whether on or off the record. Uh, and as you know, Kevin, from working in this business for a long time, it's really all you can ask of a coach is, is feeling like that they're telling you the truth. Uh, and I would imagine that the wags in uh, stores are, are going to enjoy him very much. It will be a very different dynamic for, uh, for Dan going from tiny Rhode Island to uh, uh, the very busy Yukon Husky beat. But uh, I want to echo what you said, uh, Bill. Uh, Dan was uh, a pleasure to work with, uh, entertaining uh, volatile, and I think he uh, he knows that he grew up here in Rhode Island as a coach and uh, really learned the, the college basketball coaching business here. So we're good. Thanks very much, everybody, and uh, appreciate you listening.